Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomutlani, and I've got Tim Delace with us. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting week in South African cricket. Lots has happened. Um, but you're listening to the South Africa's number one cricket podcast. We get you all the news that you need for the week. That's why we live on Monday or Tuesday, depending on how things happen. Um, but I've got Tim with me. Tim, how are you doing? All good, man. All good. Can't complain. Um, yeah, in a good mood, as you say. Um, it's, been, it's been a good, good, uh, good week on the pitch for the South African sides involved. I'm thinking, I'm thinking obviously, the CSA guys just walking into the offices, smiling. It's a happy week. There's no drama. It's been like 18 years. Every, every Monday, they're like, okay, what's going to turn now? Now, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, things are happening. They just hosted an under 19 World Cup. The women's tri series is working out. Um, the Proteas are playing great cricket. The men's team is playing great cricket on the field. Um, yeah, and the women's team is also doing well. So, like, what, what more? What more do you want? Um, but today's podcast is slightly different. Um, you note over the past couple of weeks, we we're talking about the under 19 World Cup. Our girls were there playing really, really well. They're not losing one game um, to the eventual champions. Um, and yeah, it was a tight one because I thought that target was, 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 was out of reach of India, but yeah, Shafali Verma and, um, <laughs> the, the little group that she has there are pretty good. Um, Tim, who do we have to interview today and what do we going to be covering on the under 19 World Cup? Well, if, uh, you've been following our journey, um, more or less from the start, you would have noticed that we had her on. Um, in September of 2021 and that was more to talk about her journey from a personal point of view um, and her personal goals and aspirations for the future and uh, so that was more of, of a personal one. This one is we're going to be talking predominantly about the inaugural World Cup that has just been held and South Africa's performances uh, seeing as she was the head coach of the SN19 women's side. So we have um, Dinesha Devnarain on, former Proteus player. We had him on, as I said, 16 months ago. Mm. So we're and now we've gone looking forward to like seeing... Over 100 episodes <laughs> before we've had her. <laughs> um, but coach, uh, Dinesha, thank you very much for joining us. Um Yes, yeah, it's, it's been 18 months essentially, but now we're on the other side of the of, of the journey that you embarked on. How do you feel? Yeah, I think uh, good day, Mpo and Tim. It's, it's really good to be back. And yeah, well done on you guys' growth. I mean, over 100 episodes, I think that's fantastic news. So well done on the both of you. But yeah, you. look, it's been quite a journey. Um, yeah, the last time we spoke it was just my journey. Um, and now, like, yeah, I'm embarking on many youngsters journeys and the start of their careers so look it's been it's been a blessed uh, a privilege last 18 months from my side to say um you know just to be part of a, of a inaugural uh, event that's been held here in south africa i think that's quite amazing um but yeah things have been good so far uh the girls got a good run at the world cup uh but i'm pretty sure we'll get more into into the technical questions <laughs> I think we do have some technical questions. Well, we will. Um, but I'd like to start with this one. Obviously, how did it feel on that opening day 
and in that opening game when the girls obviously singing that national anthem for the first time, the crowd being there and just, you know, we've been working towards this for 18 months and now it's here and the girls are there and there's nothing you can do anymore. They have to now perform. Yeah, no, it was a out of body experience to be honest. Um, you know, I just spoke to my manager, also ex international cricketer, and I said, I know when last I felt this. <laughs> and now, you know, usually as a player, you take care of your own space, but now you've got to take care of a management team and, and 15 other players there, uh, and you want to represent your country well. Uh, there was a lot of nerves. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was, I, I promise you, it was like, it was quite an honor, you know. Um, I've never felt the way I felt as a player the day that we played India in that first game. Uh, and maybe that's with maturity and, and a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. But it was definitely out of this world. Um, it was definitely out of body experience. Um, I had to just look down at the ground and make sure that my feet are on the ground. Um, it was very humbling. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, you're hosting a tournament in your homeland um, and you really just want to do well. And we know we didn't have the best series against India. And then we have our opening encounter against them. So, uh, you know, you live for moments like those. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to sing the national anthem on that day. Uh, we actually had it in the group stages against Bangladesh. But what a game that was. Uh, but yeah, look, it was definitely goosebumps. Uh, lots of chicken skin all around. Uh, but yeah, I think credit to the girls and the growth um, that they showed over the last eight months that I got to work with them. Um, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, it's, it's a feeling that's probably indescribable. Awesome. Um, I, I, I'm going to go into, into the actual, into that actual game. Um, I don't, I didn't see the warm-up games, but I, I obviously saw the score lines and, and, and the early results. What was going through the camp and the feeling of the camp? Once you had married that 166, what were the mm. girls thinking at, at that stage when they made that total against a team like India? What, what, was the, what was the feeling around the camp at that, at that stage? Yeah, I think from the first ball in Simone, like she got 20, 21 in that over. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole danger was like berserk and I had to obviously make the girls a bit present um, because, I mean, we struggled to get around 70 to 80 in the series against them. Uh, and our batting display was very poor during the warm-up games as well. So we always knew we could do it. Uh, and we know we had a good track record at Benoni. We love playing in those conditions. Uh, you know, we, we beat Zimbabwe 5-0 there. And, you know, it was similar to the batting brand that we wanted to do. So I think as a, as a head coach at that time, you don't want to dwell a lot on the negatives. You just got to understand why it's happening. Um, so I was glad that our first game was at Benoni at Willowmore Park. And yeah, after that first over, I think everything just went berserk. In the power play, we were over 10s and over. Um, but if I'm being br brutally honest, uh, that was a 200 deck. Um, and I think there was a period where Kayla came in and there was a lot of mm. dot balls. Um, at a point, she was striking at 45. Um, and I think that was the difference between the two games, in all honesty. Uh, but yeah, I think to, to get to 160-odd and we were averaging 60 to 70, which was a crick, that type of cricket we didn't know. Uh, so it was very unfamiliar to us, but it gave us 
the belief we we knew we had to do, or it gave us the belief that it is still embedded in us, uh, and we just got to apply ourselves better and probably just play fearless cricket again. I mean, don't let the occasion mm. get so um, crippling of you that you forget why you were successful in the first place. Uh, but yeah, we definitely felt 40 runs short there. Uh, it was definitely in that middle period. Uh, but yeah, I think the girls ended off well with Karabo Meso, Mia Smith, Madison Lansman. I mean, they took the game to the next mm. level. Otherwise, we'd have finished with a 120. And uh, the coach in me knew that we were a bit short, but I didn't want to go and tell the girls that, you know, maybe we were a few short, but we've got to be disciplined. The one aspect that we didn't do well, I thought we bowled too short in that wicket. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, look, Shafali Varma is a world-class act. I mean, she was in the ICC T20 rankings as number one at one stage. So we knew what we were up against. Um, unfortunately, I think maybe in that sense, maybe the moment got to us then and she just needed a few boundaries to keep going. And I thought that we reacted very late to that. But to be honest, she wasn't the one that hurt us on the day. Mm. Uh, uh, that's so what that batted really well yes. against us in the India series. I mean, she was just a fantastic cricketer. I think she's a very intelligent cricketer. And we needed to bowl better to her, but unfortunately it didn't go. But I think that total set um, set a lot of people quiet as well. We did get a lot of slack for what we were doing at the WSL and in the India series. Uh, but it did give us the hope that we needed. And I do believe that that setting of that score um, set the tone for us at the World Cup. Yeah, and that's true. And... My thinking watching that batting performance was, what did you say to the, the girls? Obviously, it wasn't great, and they're coming up against India again. And so you have a performance like that, and it wasn't necessarily your big hitters or your, your the guys, okay. the people you were expecting. You know, it was Simone Lawrence, it was Karabo Mesko, it was, you know, batters like that that were just giving you those extra runs, as you mentioned. Because um, I thought there would be that mental block again. Um, I was a little scared coming in, but when I saw the 100 on the board, I was like, okay. The fan in me was like, it's fine. 160, I'll take that any day in a T20. Anything can happen. Um, but obviously, India was just, you know, too good on the day. But is the, did you? how did you get the girls up for that moment? Yeah, I suppose um, it was just a reminder, actually. So I made them really, really present as to why we're here, what we're here. All of the past, the past didn't matter because mm. it was the first game of the World Cup. Uh, and it was just technically a reminder. I mean, um, I think the first thing I did was I sent them a clip of when they first got selected. So I did a whole video together, you know, just in terms of the flair that they had. Mm. Uh, you know, regardless of where the ball was bowled, you know, you hit through the line, you back your shot. And uh, that obviously gave them goosebumps. Uh, but I think the moment where they got it was... So I made every parent just do a video for their kid and the team, wishing them well for the tournament. And yeah, the room was in tears. I actually was nervous that it made them too emotional. But mm. I do believe that that support from the family uh, and we were away for some time already uh, helped the girls a lot. And then I just ended off with the motivation from a coach. Uh, and that was regardless of, you know, we can go out there and we can lose or we can win, but at the end of the day, we've got to be proud of the cricket we want to play. And we also got, we all obviously got our identity with the batting. And I said, I'd rather get us 80 all out in 10 overs than 80 in 20. And we don't look, we don't look like we know what we're doing out there. 
And I suppose between a combination of that, that three elements, um, I'm hoping that that's what worked and that's what clicked for the girls to perform like that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing I noticed, and I noticed throughout the tournament, was the urgency in terms of the way they played in, in general. And, and, I, and I, I include the sort of ground fielding in that aspect. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of drop catches that I think that they would have liked to have taken. But it was the urgency in the field in all of the games that I saw. That was, that was, uh, it was almost it was like, this is a South African team and this is the way we want to play. Was that a conscious decision to be in, in your face in, in, in terms of playing the opposition? Was that a conscious decision to be that sort of forward thinking? Yeah, definitely. Um, and this maybe goes past our under-19 group. I, I believe, as a coach, that's very, very passionate about South African women's cricket. Mm. Fielding is an issue. It is a massive issue. Uh, we can always work on skill stuff, uh, whether it's variations, whether it's hitting over the top. But the one thing that I would like to know that we can control is fielding. So... For me, it was my first pillar, to be honest, to work on really hard and aggressive uh, because these are the future of, of South Africa. And I wanted to, you're going to learn so much discipline when it comes to field and that will entirely help you in your other skills, whether it's a bowler or a batter. And what I wanted to do or what did I, I took was the lion mentality, so the predator mentality. And it's about owning your space, being protective over your space, hunting ground. So those are the terms we used when it came to fielding. Um, and our one-liner li or fielding philosophy was is, if you don't go for it, you'll never know. Mm. Um, so that obviously did take some time to develop, but I'm really glad that it was perceived that way because it's something that we really wanted to do well. Um, you know, we've even developed sort of like a, a benchmarking tool where we'll understand who needs to be on the inner circle, who moves laterally mm. well who moves really well with the running high catch, your cow corner specialist. So it's something that I really want to get right in the system of South African women's cricket. And the best place to start is within these youngsters. Um, and, I, and I do feel for them because, um, you know, I was the type of coach that came with a lot of performance benchmarking. And I came with, if you want to be the best in the world, we've got to do better than the best in the world. And with that, I've benchmarked performance from a batting aspect, bowling aspect, and obviously a fielding aspect. So I really feel for them because these are just school kids that just want to play cricket for fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, Simone came into my room the one day and she said, you know, coach, the last time I played uh, cricket was we played a game and we went to the room. So this is a lot for me. But, you know, I want to say it's in a good way. You mm -hmm. know, like I, I'm just 15 years old, but all of these things make so much of sense. And for me, like... I know that it's a lot for these girls because at the end of the day, it is international cricket. And I don't want us to come into a space where we just want to compete. Um, so now I think with the history and the, the benchmarking or the data that we have on under-19 Women's World Cup, I do believe that we'll be better prepared for the next one. Uh, and I just want the girls to be obviously a lot more professional in what we do, but we've got to have purpose in what we do. And fielding was one of the big aspects for me as a head coach. Yeah, look, I think in, in and amongst the, I think, you know, the fielding was to me was 50-50. You had moments of brilliance, you know, Simone Lawrence catching really well. The ground fielding on the boundaries was really good. Um, 
obviously some of the high catches were struggled, but it comes with with with, with that age group, uh, and so I, I just thought they were a very professional outfit. I, th- I thought Onikle led quite well. I don't think she had the best tournaments from a personal perspective, um, but the girls just you know responded even even in the tight moments. I think the Sri Lanka game, the the, the Bangladesh game, they were always you know big characters, you know, and 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 that's what you want as a coach. You want you know, everybody to find a way to contribute in the tournament, whichever way. And I think in all the games that you played, every player can come out there and say, hey, I did this in this game and it helped us win the game. And I think surely that's that that's what you want as a coach. You'd be like, you know, you know, because at this level, sometimes it's you find like teams where they've got like one player and that's a star player. If they don't play well, it's over. Whereas with our team or, the, or your team or it's our team, um, Everybody contributed. Everybody came to the party, and you know, even even if Olukle didn't have a great tournament, who you know, I've, I've watched her over the past couple of years, and I know what she can do, and I could see that she was disappointed. Um, but everybody else came through. You know, even Alandri at the top didn't have the best t- time, um, mm-hmm. but you know, like the fact that Simone is like fifteen just says a lot about you know the the BMT these girls have. You know, it's it's insane. Yeah, look, um, it's definitely a coach's dream if you want contributions from the whole unit. And I think that's something that I'm really massive on in the team as well, is that, I mean, you know, even with this under-19 group, there is egos, right? And you do get egos and you, you hear your name a lot in newspapers and people know, like, amongst a team that, you know, this is a big shot type of player, even at that age. And the one thing I really wanted to do was humble the girls as nicely as I could. <clears throat> But I think as a head coach, you always want to see that whoever that you selected in that 15 is playing a contribution to the country or to the World Cup. Um, But yeah, I think it was fantastic to see the growth of the players. I mean, if there's one thing that I want to take out out of this World Cup, it's not maybe the four out of five wins, but it's that these girls have really grown immensely. I mean, from their knowledge of the game was, was so limited that it actually didn't allow them to perform or play intelligent cricket. Mm. But the way we have conversations, I mean, the amount of time players want to just chat afterwards, have a look at wagon wheels, understand why they're getting it there, what needs to be done. You know, I would have, I would love to, like, after this World Cup, just spend time with these girls over a year, get a, I don't know, win the lotto or something, buy a school, get these girls, they get proper facilities and just keep this group together because they like really the school of excellence yeah exactly that yeah so it'll be mm. the south african and the 19 school of excellence and mm. um but this group of girls is really really special um and like you said if one doesn't put their hand up the next one does and you know it's it's so good to see because at this age group you can't have one one stars or two stars in a team because not everyone might be a protea but everyone's giving mm. themselves a chance to become that protein. And I think that's what helps the system entirely. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this group of girls um, and, and what happens from here. We have a few returning uh, players as well. Uh, but yeah, I did tell them it doesn't mean there's automatic selection. We still got to uh. work out. Just just to keep it, you know, just to keep it fair. Um and then, yeah, I think the remaining girls as well, we are going to have a National Academy program this mm. year. 
So our existing matriculants should fall nicely in that with some high performance contracts. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, th what the girls did at the World Cup showed that there is hope mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, you know, a lot of talk has been going around that the current protest team is our only, is our golden generation. And when we're going to have a unit like that again, there might be some truth in that, but there is hope. And once there is hope, and that you get the guidance and the invested resources in these girls, there doesn't have to be that lapse mm. where South Africa has to qualify for World Cups anymore. 100%. I, I, I agree. And, and support of what you say, the, I, I rely on Paul when it comes to women's cricket in terms of our podcast. And Paul is is our expert on, on women's cricket. But just just watching that World Cup, I saw players at that South African side that if they get the guidance, if they play regular cricket, there's no reason why they shouldn't be playing for the national side in a couple of years. No reason at all. No, the, the, the talent is there. So, you know, the, the, the future is bright. As you say, what we have now in the Proteus setup is a fantastic unit, but the, the talent is there to come through. It's not, it's not like it's not, it's not there. Which is a huge plus, you know. That's what you. Yeah. That's what we're we're here for. We want to see what the what's coming next. You always want yeah. to see what's coming next. Yeah, it's um, so true because you could obviously say like each country came with their future stars, so we only lost to the world champions. So is that a fair reflection of to say where we are? Probably not, but. It's so important what happens from this under-19 into National Academy mm. SAA protest is that we've got to give the girls the tools to go and win World Cups for us. And that's what I'm hoping to get right because under-19 structure was dominant. It never existed before. Mm. So there has to be something that is going to say, here's all the tools, here's all the interventions. All you got to do is focus on your performance now and how we get you to, to lift World Cups for our country because ultimately... As a just as a custodian of the country, just as an ambassador of the country, that's what I want for South African women's cricket. Yeah, that that, that that's what we want. Um, look, I, lo I obviously you said there's a, the returning players and and everything else, but in this journey, is there anything that you would have loved to have changed? I know, I know, we sh I'm not I'm not a big fan of regrets. But mm. like for, for me, one of the things was the tournament format, but that's an ICC issue. Um, I don't understand why we're playing Super Sixes again in 2022. Let's get people out. Um, let's see if we can't progress in the tournament in, in, in that way. But, um, I think, I don't know, I felt cheated because I wanted to go against Australia. I wanted a chance to knock them out. So I think um, but like the whole Super Six. Didn't work out because if you won all your games and group group matches, you were never going to, you know, let get through. Um, it, you know, so it was a little bit tough. But that was me. But from your personal journey, um, as the coach, anything that you change, um, in preparation or anything else, um, probably makes World Cup. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Well, I'm also not one for regrets, but I'm very massive on reflection. Uh, and reflection is really important if you want to get better at what you do. Yeah, the first thing I would probably change is the system of how this worked. Um, and the way I saw it uh, is that even if you qualify third, there's absolutely no, you have no chance of qualifying to semis. Exactly. 
which makes mm. no sense. Uh, and yeah, I felt like we were hard undone. Uh, as far as I know, you fight as hard as you want in the group stages and your pool stages to qualify, and then you get into knockout rounds. And what gives, you know, you've got to take it. I mean, all most world world events are staged like that. There, so look, it was very difficult for us. And I think also that's why the Sri Lanka game, that second half with the ball, um, I, we weren't in it. We wanted to be in the same as we played to try to get our best and it was very difficult as a coach to say okay you know what we're not going to go to the semis but give it your all uh but if anything i'd rather go out here as a proud south african knowing that we only lost one game which was our first game um then obviously having to lose against sri lanka and then they'll be like ah, maybe it's happened for a mm-hmm. reason um but yeah apart from that i think um yeah, I don't have any regrets apart from the fact that um, I'm only like I only got approved now using an online coaching app because my contact time with the girls is so minimum. You know, mm-hmm. to think that I in last year March, well not last year March, 2022 March, I had the team. That's eight months. I had 56 players. You know, we're preparing for a World Cup where we want to go win, and then I had the final. Well, I had a group of 18 for about five months. Uh, mm. So somehow there, I would love the planning to be better. And I think, I suppose now is a great time when we know 2025, the next World Cup will be in Thailand, Malaysia. Um, so yeah, I have two years to plan now. And uh, yeah, I suppose the other one would be, yeah, I think uh, we've, we've got to put more resources into these girls when they're back at the provinces. Yes. That's something we just we just got to get right. Uh, they can't feel like the special and South African material only in the high performance space. You know, we've got to take care of these girls. And to be honest, more so away from the cricket front. These girls have, they have a serious, I don't want to say issues, but, um, you know, life, life's got the bulk of them, you know, yeah. where performance is the last thing on their mind. And we've got to take care of that. I think that's really good, uh, really a massive component is that, if you want to take care of the performance, you've got to take care of the person first. And I think if we get that right, um, mm. we can expect a lot more and better results from the girls. No, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah um, I was I was just going to talk about the Sri Lankan game, but I, you've, you've, you've covered it. And I actually think, I think the way that you got the girls fought at the end to get the win will serve them well going forward it'll show them the importance of playing right to the very end don't take things for granted because i think there was a time <laughs> where where it, it, I, as a fan i was thinking we've won it, it's done we've won well done well done ladies fantastic um and then super sport went off we lost the transmission for about three overs so I, I didn't see anything until, yeah. until the very end, the last sort of 12, 15 balls. Um, but the fact that they, that they showed that fight, the fact that they showed, mm. despite the fact that they were not going to make that semi-final, they still did the business. They still did what was required to win that game. Will serve them very yeah. well going forward, I, I feel. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I told the girls, even when I knew we had to get 20, 200 plus or something to qualify for the semis, is that I made them realize that we've got to understand that all of these things happen for a reason. 
and okay, maybe say if we do qualify, then great. We'll take that experience into the semifinals. But if not, we've got to understand that this is teaching us for something greater. And we've got to have, because this is not the age or the time to throw our toys around because things didn't work our way. That's not how life works. So, I mean, the ability for them to bring that game. And I always, I always told you, I made a joke with him and I said, you had a World Cup, there's going to be a nail-biter game somewhere. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I mean, these girls came <laughs> off the field saying, well, this is the game you were talking about, right? <laughs> and I said, yes. But um, I think at the end of the day, as a coach, you can't coach that. You mm-hmm. can't coach big match temperament. I mean, you can simulate as much situations you want in a net practice or warm-up games. You can't teach resilience. Resilience mm. is something that you've got to experience. It's something that you've got, got to just get better at. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm like take nothing away from the girls. I'm really, really proud of them. Um, Tanisha, you still there? Can you hear us? Yeah, it's a shame. Just, we're just about to finish anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah we'll yes, I can hear you. It's a little bit <laughs> blotchy. Can you hear us? Yeah. Um, Denisha, if you can hear us, my final yeah, question perfectly is... perfectly now. Sure, okay. Um, my final question is... Um, What's your favorite moment of the tournament? Or the spirits? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. No videos. Yes. You know what you look like. (laughs) Oh, she's just not connected. She's just disconnected. Okay, we'll just give her a few moments to to come on. But, Tim, I think she's back. Denisha, can you hear us? Okay, cool. That's it's it's modern podcasting. You guys know that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we'll just wait for her to come back and then just close out properly. Uh, but Tim, like I enjoyed Tom. Then I'm not gonna ask Coach to talk about the players, but like I've got favorites now. You know, I don't know who, if you have favorites, but for well, me, I I was gonna ask about about personnel, but I thought no, let's let's, let's not be unfair. Mm. Let's let's focus on the, on the team culture. No, you mm. can you can. Talk about your favorites, but I, I wasn't gonna yeah. put her in that in that. No, 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 we're not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure so. you, for me, yeah. Simone Lawrence, 15 years old, being able to bat like that after that indie series is just insane. Uh, Karabo Miso having because nobody knows Karabo as a batter, you know, and and to have her pitch in with the 32s uh, against Sri Lanka and and all those runs that she scored, um, even against India, um, to push it on and her glove work. There was this catch, I think, against India. Was it India? Or was it, it was I think it was like UAE? Or yeah, one of the games, UAE. And it was to close the game out. And literally just edge into the gloves. It was unbelievable. Um and yeah. I just want to check if Denisha is still available. Denisha? Yes. She's she's on yeah, she's yeah. back. Cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, so while you're away, we were talking about 
the, our favorite players. I was telling Tim about Garabo Messer's glove work and Simone Lawrence and um, Seshni um, and Kayla. Because Kayla's, I think Kayla's amazing as an all-rounder. She's really, really good. But we're not going to put you into that, into that space. One last Thank question you. from us essentially was, um, what was your favorite moment of the journey? Um, starting up until the World Cup ending. What, what did you, like what moment were you like, oh, now this is luck. I suppose when I stopped driving the KPI sessions, mm-hmm. um, I think the girls wanted it and they want they wanted to own it. it was just a moment of wow for me. Uh, I think, but I, I, I suppose the biggest thing, and, and it's probably so difficult for me to say it over a call. Um, I'm going to have to probably write a book about this, but I mean, the, the humans that they came in um, into the tournament, you know, you, you get your usual, they shy. Um, mm. One or two will be a bit loud. But I, the, the family-like vibe that these girls have created amongst each other and the way that they opened up their heart and created a safe environment to open or to say, talk about things that are happening back home, knowing very well that you probably would never be together as a team, all of you together. I mm. thought that was like something really special. And I think I can honestly say that each girl went back a better human, more empathetic. So, you know, just they, they, they were put to a tough, to, to tough um, obstacles with me as well as, as a coach. I didn't make it easy for them with KPIs and performance benchmarking and trying to be honest with them. Mm. But I just think that they came out as really good human beings. Um, and I really miss every single one of them a lot in that space together as a unit. And uh, that's, awesome. that, that's, yeah, that's just beautiful. But, uh, and, and that's what you want. You want to see growth. Um, because in the men's side, the under-19 is a well, under-19 World Cup. If you ever make it there, it's still a crossroads for them. Because a few of them will, will will make it on to be professional cricketers. Others, that's the end of their cricket, you know. And it it it's it's it feels to me like it's a culmination of of, of schoolboy cricket, like the the, the 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 Mount Everest. And 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 I hope it's not for that for 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 our girls, especially when we're wanting the game to grow. The the level of quality that they've shown needs to come back into the provincial setup. They need to play a lot more games mm-hmm. at that provincial level. Um, and and. And I know you mentioned it earlier in the interview about obviously next steps you're going to put the matriculants into high performance. Um, obviously, the the 15 year olds and 16 year olds who are still in high school they're coming back to for for Thailand. Um, and yeah, so one last thing: what's the most important thing from now until Thailand that we need to do outside of the school of excellence um, in order for us to medal? Or because I. I know we're going to get super sixes again, so we need to get ourselves into that England, Australia, India axis. Yeah, I think the main thing for me is I've got to track them. I've got to have data tracking, coaching tracking. So in terms of they still report to me every week on a Monday mm-hmm. what they did from a skill point of view. I still do online coaching with them and provincial coaches. It's just a lot of games. They've got to filter into the women's structure. And they've just got to continue with the benchmarks and the brand of cricket that we want to play. A lot of that lies within my shoulders. Um, Because you know the saying, out of sight, out of mind. I definitely Mm. don't want to be that type of coach. Um, If anything, I'll be the same, just obviously in two different locations. That's good. 
That's good to hear. Awesome. Um, I think I think you might need to put in a request for an additional resource, um, just to help with the tracking. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, because it's going to be a lot of traveling, uh, but it's important. And what I want to say is that I'll, I I don't want to speak on the whole country, but for myself, I appreciate the work that you've done. Um, I thank I'm thankful for the girls and what they. Because they look different from that India series when they're playing at Stain City to that opening game and throughout the tournament. And um, it speaks to your coaching. Um, it speaks to your leadership and everything else. And I just want to say thank you very much because it, it's an unknown. It was an unknown for all of us. We didn't know what this tournament was going to bring um, and how it was going to go. But you, the girls were great ambassadors. And that speaks to, to, to you in the dugout there. Um, putting them out and then letting them make their own decisions uh, and tipping in here and there. Uh, but most importantly, yeah, I think because girls I noticed when the oh, team Thank does. you, Paul. I really, I really appreciate your sentiments. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but Tanisha, I just want to say thank you and we'll chat again, maybe before Thailand or before the next WSL, which hopefully won't be another two years' time. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Denisha. Thanks, Denisha. Um, just move a, uh, two backstage. Tim, thank you very much for organizing that. Um, yep. Yeah. A little bit of gremlins at the end, but we got most of the, the things that we, we wanted. We got there. It, it, yeah, the journey. We got there matters. in the end. That's all that matters. And yeah, yeah, the girls just supported us. They just represented us really well. So um, we're going to have another podcast for tomorrow, we're going to talk about what Timber did and all the haters and everything else. Um, but today, we sit with under 19s and we'll be back tomorrow for another one of those uh, of, of our normal episodes. But thanks to Coach Tanisha, thank you, Tim, and to everybody who's listening and watching. Goodbye and le sale kakajismo.